But today's lessons reflect upon God's love. The two texts we'll read today and listen to are, I believe, just the right ones to speak of God's love. Today we celebrate World Communion Sunday and what better way and what better day to speak of God's love. Our first lesson comes to us from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Paul tells us, love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude, it does not insist on its own way, it's not irritable or resentful, it does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And then the epistle lesson from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 16. Beloved, let us love one another. Because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him in this love not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us his spirit, and we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world, God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. My friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Paul tells us that love is a state of being. And he's writing to a community to whom God's love has been revealed in Jesus Christ. The Corinthians' love, just like ours, is, is a response to God's gracious love. And it's in this relationship of love from all their spiritual gifts spring Paul tells us that God is the source of our lives in Jesus. And it's neither the one who plants nor the one who waters, who is anything, but only 
God who gives the growth. And there is but one God, the Father, from whom all blessings flow and are given. And one Lord Jesus Christ through whom we exist. So the love Paul has in mind today's, in today's text is the reality of God's presence in our lives and the very basis of our humanity and relationship with each other. For Paul, our, our capacity to, to flourish as human beings is, is realized to the extent that we can live in the love of God revealed in the cross of Jesus Christ. The concrete reality of this divine love is, is present in our lives as, we, as described in this text that we read this morning where love is the subject actively expressing itself in patience, in kindness, rejoicing in the truth, bearing and believing, hoping and enduring all things Love is not envious. This love is not boastful or arrogant, rude, irritable, or resentful, nor does it insist on its own way. Is such love humanly really possible? As an individual character trait or a personal attitude? No. But as the presence of God's love in Christ crucified, and the community of believers that believe in that love? Absolutely yes. To belong to God is to be an agent of God's love in the world. Not seeking one's own advantage, but working on behalf of others. And friends, this is no ordinary love. Certainly the love that Paul speaks to. I expressed a couple of weeks ago that, that we're different we're different than any other religion in our world. In that our leader, our very essence, finds itself proclaiming that Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is the Son of God, the very incarnate of God. The flesh and, God, blood, the flesh and blood of God who was born, who lived, who suffered, who died rose again so that we might live and be in a new relationship with that God. So God did it all. God did it all. God fulfilled it all, and God loved us first. John tells us that all things begin in that love. All things flow from that love, are perfected through that love, and return to that love. For John, the central point of all of his writings is boiled down to the, to the point of power and simplicity in a little phrase. Just three little words. God is love. God is love. When I look at John's text, especially the one this morning, it's, it's with stunning brevity that John tells us what God is and what God is not. John might have said that God is power or order or goodness. 
Often we yearn for a God who can control nature and prevent sickness or violence. A God who will protect us from all harm. In a world of moral confusion, we wish for a God who lays down the law and with complete clarity and holds them accountable. Catching the cheaters, the ones that fall short, and rewarding the faithful. In our hunger to possess, we might even imagine a God of, of prosperity who, who promises much, us much riches if, if we obey just a few simple principles. Oh, and, and give where you're supposed to give. Whatever may be true about God's power or moral order or generosity, that is not the description that John paints of God. His picture of God is simply agape, love. It's not power or law or prosperity, but self-sacrificing love. That's at the heart of the truth about God. How do we know this? Not by imagining or philosophizing or feeling, or, uh, but by looking and seeing God acted in love, sending Jesus Christ, the Son, to overcome the destructive and divisive power of sin. God has defined God's self and God's chosen self-definition is love. We, we don't have to guess what God is like. We don't. We don't have to guess. We simply must look at what God has done for each of us. We can't see God, but we can see what God has done in Jesus the Christ. We know the love of God is given to humans in human form, in the person of Jesus, the Son of God. God loves us so much that God sent the Son, a person, as the word of love the sign of love, the living love of God given in the flesh to human beings, given to us. So if God loves us, we must love one another in the same way. This, this spectacular act of love is what God sent to humans. It's human love. God loves with the human life of Jesus the Christ. When we then love one another person to person, we reflect since God loved us so much, we ought to love one another. So it makes no sense, absolutely no sense whatsoever, that a person could love God who is unseen and not love one another, whom we can see every day. If God's love is perfect love, then that love is perfected in our love for one another. We celebrate God's blessing of love today 
and remember with all the world today what God and Jesus did for us, all of us, at this table, his table. Friends, this is a sobering claim. What he did for us at this table, we remember. We know God by seeing what God has done. But seeing is not enough. We know God in the fullest and the most true sense only when the love of God that's in our hearts flows through us and outward of us. God is love. Only the one who loves can know this love that is God. Love is not a concept. It is an action. It's an action lived concretely. As, as Clint Black, his song says, love is certain, love is kind, love is yours and love is mine. It isn't something that we find, it's something that we do. Oh, friends, it's not enough to remember Jesus' self-sacrifice, to think about it, or even to be moved by it. We must live it. To know the God of love is to live the love of God because God's love is perfect. And our God chooses to nourish us and feed us, quench our thirst right here and right now. So I invite you now, all of you, to come to the table of grace to celebrate and remember God's eternal love. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one. Please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies, on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and of course on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you, and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his countenance. Peace.